What's up, all you beautiful people out there? It's your boy Hobart coming to you on this, the 15th of September. Uh, I am pumped on life, my friends. It's a, been a great week. Uh, me and my brother built a super badass sauna in our backyard this weekend, and uh, we've been getting our sweats on, just schwitzing left and right. Kvetching, schwitzing, you know, just letting with the sweats and the water and letting it flow out and purifying and doing the cleanses and the mikvahs and all that. So, uh, yeah, we're feeling pretty healthy here on the home front. Uh, and today I'm taking off with my good buddy, buddy Lesh to go head out into the wilderness of Colorado for a couple weeks and uh, do some adventuring kind of get away from the smoke and uh, live that good life out there. So super pumped, but I wanted to make sure that uh, I got y'all a podcast out this week because I'm not going to, I might, I'm going to try to cajole them into doing one on the road with me, but um, we'll see when I, if I have the time to release it next week or maybe there'll be a week off. We'll see. Y'all will know. Uh, but for, for now, I got a, a great one for you today. Um which I'll get into it in a second. Uh, the last thing I wanted to do is just promote that uh, as of today or as of yesterday, uh, the 14th, I have a new podcast out uh, that I'm doing in conjunction with the California Honey Drops. And I'm so excited to get it out to all of y'all and for you all to get to experience it. Um, the podcast is called The Bees Wax. And it is a music podcast uh, we've been working on for months now. It's going to be released every other week. And each episode, we take one of the California Honey Drop songs and we go through the whole process of the songwriting. Uh, and and then we go into the recording process. It's it's a joint effort of myself Um my buddy Lesh Wierzynski, who is the singer and frontman of the California Honey Drops, and Jacob Lacalli, who is their engineer, uh, live sound mixer, and just all-around guru. And he uh, he's actually been editing and mixing the episodes and doing such an amazing job. So as we're talking about, you know, individual tracks, uh, you can hear he'll, he brings up the actual track in the in the mix so you can actually hear if we're talking about a guitar track or a bass line or keyboard part uh we have that playing as we're talking about it so it really is this cool kind of multi-dimensional look at uh at the at the making of this music and i we've been having a blast doing it and um you know pretty cool like hearing some early phone memo recording of like a song and then watch you know going through the whole process till it it makes it on the record. Um, so yeah, that's out now. Episode one is out. Uh, the Beeswax. It's on the Honey Drops podcast channel and uh, in Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Um, so go check that out. Hope you like it. Um, and then, yeah, today, my guest today. Wow. One of my all-time favorite people in the entire world. This woman is such an inspiration and has been such 
an inspiration to me in my life. Um, one of the most just genuinely beautiful, kind, intelligent, capable, how many more, you know, descriptors can I use to just emphasize how much love I feel and how much appreciation I feel for getting to know, uh, such a profoundly winner of a human being. Um, that is my friend Mara Canazaro and she has just launched her own skincare company. It's called Sky Trail Botanicals and they specialize in uh natural skincare products and they're pretty incredible. They do really good stuff and we totally dive into their business today and tomorrow's story, her education the products themselves, what, what goes into it and, uh, where you can find them and all that good stuff. Um, me and Mara met as you will find, as you'll hear again later in, in the episode, we met in college working at this hippie health food store down in Isla Vista, California, and have just had, I mean, just our friendship, I feel like has just been such an enjoyable thing. I'm so grateful to have her in my life and get to, um, spend moments with with such a profoundly amazing human being. Can't say enough good things about her. Um, so yeah, without further ado, I'd like to introduce to you on this episode 16, my friend Mara Canizaro coming in on the Bartcast. Great to hear from you. What a surprise. Welcome, uh, welcome to the Bartcast. Welcome to my zone. It's like uh, I can't say how nice it is to see your face, Aww. and like definitely haven't seen you since pre-shutdown. Pre- so yeah, pre-COVID. It's been it's been a while. How, how are you doing? How's it's your an honor to be here? Yeah. Thanks for having me. Honor to have you. I mean, this is perfect. Uh, exactly the type of. Mm-hmm. people I want to have on and um I feel like you're someone that's probably seen more shades of my life's palette than uh than many so um <laughs> it's true we can look back to being like oh remember that house in the sunset and you're like oh which one I'm like well I've been to both <laughs> we're, we're talking about a decade ago right <laughs> and as I'm sitting here now I love just being able to see just a little bit of the cupping marks oh yeah they're coming through it's it's making me smile yeah so I guess I should say <laughs> that we chose in in proper Bartcast fashion uh, a creative approach to even getting started with our creative approach of recording this episode um Mara is a licensed acupuncturist and Chinese medicine sorceress. And, <laughs> Correct. Uh, so I had this idea, like, we've been talking about me getting some acupuncture from you. And so just to get in the zone and get in the mood, uh, Mara came and did some acupuncture on me and some cupping on my back. And, and I hope you have... <laughs> 
tons of energy and you sleep well tonight and your digestion and metabolism are all feeling good for the rest oh, of the yeah. week. No, yeah. I, I, I can feel like there's still a little bit of like a tentative soreness in like a couple of the muscles where mm-hmm. some of the needles went in, but mm-hmm. acupuncture always makes me feel so relaxed. And I knew that like, all right, we're going to sit down and have this awesome conversation what better way than to like do some therapeutic body work before we jump right, in? Right. I, feel, I feel real mm-hmm. happy and mellow right now. And what a great way to like check in with, I don't know, in a way like you get to come in and share your arts with me. Now I'm getting to share my arts with you. you know? I feel the same way. It's, it's so special to be able to treat someone that you love and that you've known for since we were 18. We go back to right. Santa Barbara. And I live as a food co-op. <laughs> 14 years in the running. Um, Truly. What it, yeah, what's, first of all, like, how are you doing with all the shutdown and everything? How's this experience been for you? Oh, my gosh. Well, it helped me to realize that I am, in fact, an extrovert. Mm. I always thought I was a social introvert and that I love people, but I need to recharge. And this has been a bit too much of a recharge. And I am, <laughs> like, just antsy definitely a lot of antsiness and it's been a big practice in patience of course Mm -hmm. respect my family is still um, up in Sonoma County and I do like to be able to visit them regularly so I am really I've been very very careful with um, not wanting to compromise or risk their their health so um and so it's it's definitely affected my practice I had three clinics going on right before COVID and I was I was a bit of a go, go, go. Just one year out of school, like, I'll conquer the world. You know, just like, like yes, I'll, you know, I'll take a patient in Marin, and then I'll take a patient in the city and right. come hop over to the East Bay. And so um, I don't miss the rushing that mm-hmm. was my life right before this. Um, and so it's been a really important slowdown, reset. My health is much better. Sleeping much more. I was just confessing to Hobie. I wake up sometimes 9 a.m. a lot of times. I'm more of a night owl. Hey. <laughs> And so it works for me. Yeah. And so now I'm just easing back into doing house calls and doing them primarily outside. And that has been really nice for me to feel that that exchange, that give back, give back the pleasure of being able to give somebody this medicine that I've spent well over four years cultivating and learning and taking insanely expensive and long exams for. Yeah. And so... Um, it's, it feels like there's a light at the end of the tunnel. <laughs> totally, yeah. I mean, go, go, go is right. And yeah. for all of you guys out there, you know, who, who aren't aware, like, there's few people I know that would, like, go to Harvard and then study Chinese medicine at Harvard. She's a Harvard degree, you know, like, I just always have admired that about you, that whatever you do, you have this amazing energy that you bring into it. And, uh, you know, even... You know, we we first met w- way way back at the Isla Vista Food Co-op shout out, mm-hmm. um, which I know for me like being down in Santa Barbara, crazy party town. I was experimenting with different like groups of people from different backgrounds, trying to really figure out where I fit in. And the Ivy Food Co-op, you know, I got a job there as the bulk guy. You were the hot health and beauty botanical manager yep haba and haba and uh and and for me it really was this kind of like island 
of sanity in an insane town and safe harbor and mm-hmm. the little connection to my hippie roots where people like actually understood like certain things. There was a lot that didn't need to be said with a lot of those folks. And my one of my regrets was that I didn't like dive even deeper into like the social scene. I was still kind of caught up in, you know, in the, in the so- social scene I was a part of, which was very large. It, it, it was hard to find like space for, to do it all. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. But it's funny. I wanted to get back to what you said about discovering your extrovertedness during this time, because I've discovered my invertedness uh-huh. during this shutdown, you know, really more so over the last couple of years, but it really came into effect this year. And so it's just interesting because, you know, you know me, I'm... Oh, I always think of you as, like, Mr. Sociable. <laughs> right. Like, who doesn't love Hobie, you know? Totally. <laughs> He's oh, everybody's best sweet. friend, you know? <laughs> yeah, but, you know, well, it's, mm-hmm. it's... I think it's really cool to see... To It's been really amazing for me to explore the wisdom inherent in these, you know... We have this tendency in this culture to label people one or the other. Um, and I think there's deep wisdom in both. And, and, yes, we live in a society that for a long time is really um kind of uh what's the word i'm looking for like just really set extrovertedness as this like unqualifiable ideal state extroverts get ahead extrovert blah 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 blah. Mm -hmm. and and i'm seeing now on the internet like a almost like a defiance of that like a pushback yeah some little pushback of like the introverted time for all you loud people to shut up and let the introverts do their thing you know and it's been cool to try to like see those different roles in the social dynamic and kind of call them in in a balance i'm trying to find that balance for myself right between like being able to like see this the, the archetype of the introvert and then, like, call in some of those qualities as tools when I'm in a, like, you know, kind of a social environment. The introvert's wisdom, my brother being one. Oh, yes. I have this yes. great model of, like, mm-hmm. what would Tony do at this party when he feels, you know, the inevitable social pressure or social mm-hmm. anxiety. Or just tired. Yeah. Or, ti- or just tired, right? Yeah. Exactly. So mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's definitely a season for, I think, try- trying on a lot of hats. Oh, yes. around with new identities and mm-hmm. roles and um, you know you yourself now uh, uh, trying on this entrepreneur hat and <laughs> this is true it's been really lovely to see you know how that's evolved albeit from a distance um, and I do want to say yeah like me and Mara met at the co-op became mm-hmm. I remember friend. the first time I, I met you Tell me, tell me, let's hear the story. You're in the back of the co-op, I guess, working with the bulk food, like, I don't know, pouring almonds. Measuring granola. It's like granola, that sound, (laughs) that checks out. And I I came back and you're wearing the shirt that made it very clear that you were from Marin County. Oh, yeah? Yeah, you had a Marin County shirt on, like Brothers or something, I don't know, something that had to do with like this outdoorsy camp that you go to. And my, my brother was invited to that camp. It's like a men's camp. Oh, Men of Honor. There it was. Yeah. Men of Honor shirt. Yes. And I was like, what? You live in Marin? And it was just this immediate love. Like, you know Bellinas. I have a family house in Bellinas. You know these people. I know these people. And so we just hit it off with this, like, genuine love of where we're from, which is Sonoma County, West Marin. Mm -hmm. And so then, yeah, 
we went to beach bonfires together. We slept many a night out outdoors in oh, nature. Yeah. <laughs> it, was a t- it was a wild. Were you there that time. night that we went and slept on that like giant pedestal? Up on the mountain? Yeah. It was like an abandoned castle. Yeah. Yes. We went to the abandoned castle and there was someone like playing guitar. It was a full moon party. Drum circle. Drum circle. There was mm-hmm. like people put lights in bottles. And I remember, I don't know how we got there, but I ended up on this like giant platform. It looks like a giant table made out of like cement. It was like a water tank or something. And we yep. all put our sleeping bags up there. And I remember Pete, shout out Pete Chamin was up there. Yeah. And that actually was my second ever Facebook profile picture. I was I'm in my sleeping bag, just bedhead, just waking up. Um, well, that dates us. Right yeah. with it. The, the era of Facebook was just happening. Back when Facebook was just, <laughs> a, know. you know, an innocent place to meet attractive people and, you know, <laughs> put up photos. Our of college experience. It's exactly. true. It's true. Yeah. And so it was from the co-op in Santa Barbara that I really was able to recognize how much I loved being the go-to health advocate mm-hmm. for, for, for folk. Like people would come to the co-op and be like, oh, Mara. Like, why would I use this supplement? Or, like, what is this herb for? And, like, where do you source this? And I did not know the answers. I was 18. I was put in the position of a manager of, you know, one's basically one wall of, of products. Uh-huh. Exactly. <laughs> Purely because I was from Sebastopol. Okay, yeah, you had the Sebastopol club. All kinds of good background. Exactly. Like, very. <laughs> and so um, that's where that love began. But my studies brought me more to... Buddhism and the study of history of religion and then the intersection of religion and medicine. Mm. And so I was studying that at the time while my social life and my extracurriculars were all in like the organic food industry. Right. Mm -hmm. I I have this distinct memory. This is stuck with me. I was just telling my mom about this the other day of one day coming into work at the co-op and you had set up this diorama with like you had, you took these two jugs, essentially like fishbowl-sized jugs, kombucha tanks, if you will, for those brewers out there, <laughs> and you filled them with water, and in one, you put one of the like organic tampons that were being sold. Oh, God, you remember this. <laughs> and then in the other one, you put a Tampax, like, yes, like you know, all-American. from Walgreens. Yeah, exactly, yeah. and you just put the label underneath. And I remember it was such a powerful visual for me, you know, not even as a woman, as a man coming in, mm-hmm. just to see like after a day or two, not even know, a day, not even a day, minutes, yeah. the, the, you know, the over the counter tampon, which is like shards would come out yeah. into the water. It's like, what are those synthetic pieces that are right. just floating in water? Thousands and thousands of little fibers of yeah. like bleach, who knows what chemicals in it. And it just, to me, like the, 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 um, the inference or what I inferred from that is just like, man, if that's what it's doing in a jar, imagine what it's doing in a vagina. Like mm-hmm. this, like, how much is staying? Yeah. Right. Oof. It's Oof. just like more than a, than like a pamphlet or a card, that visual to me really stuck. And I, I later thought about like, I wonder how many young women came into the shop and like 
saw that and yeah, sent like, me to shift. I think you the had ones, a big effect on I a lot so. of girls. I kind of became known as that, that girl. <laughs> yeah, I did. And then the ones who were really interested were like, wow, tell me more. I was like, well, now this is a diva cup. Yeah. And I would tell them about the diva cup. I'd be like, you know, it is a little interactive. But I could see just <laughs> that was like my next thing. They're like, okay, like backpedal, backpedal. <laughs> no, but I think so. that that was really important in a scene where there there were so many people coming from different backgrounds and people that had never experienced like natural. I know that like the food co-op was, was a place where a lot of people got their first introduction to like organic foods and natural products. And you were this like heroic figure that was like this gateway warden to turning on a whole generation of college students who were there to learn about like what are you using on your body yeah on your body in your body i remember the first time comparing a regular store-bought strawberry to the one from the farmer's market be like oh but the inside's red not just like white with no flavor Mm. (gasps) novel right so it was it was a special time yeah tomatoes that i remember learning about heirloom tomatoes it's like man this tastes so Mm -hmm. good yes Um, yes so yeah so like you know this was like we said, 14 years ago. It's a magical time. We still have at least a handful, if not a dozen friends from that exact era in mm-hmm. our lives that are best friends to this day. Yeah. Which I am so grateful for that we, a lot of us just kind of migrate right. up to the Bay Area after Santa Barbara. I ran into Chuck like a couple months ago. Get out. At a show at Eli's Mile High Club, which is a bar that's just a couple miles from here. We went out to see our buddy Kelly Finnegan play. And me and my brother were in the, you know, at the bar. And I look over and I'm like, Chuck? <laughs> and, brother, um, what's up? I hadn't seen him in like uh, at least 12, 13 easily. years. And I think he still might have had a couple of his little rat tail. His dreadlocks. Owl pellet. Get out. Things, and he was still a total like angry vegan punk. And, you know, he, he was my bulk bro. We would. You guys were He got me it. through so many shifts and we would just share music all the time and talk about hip-hop and mm-hmm. oh yeah he um, lived at the pink mailbox exactly oh. yeah yeah i got to go to a couple cool couple if you see him again send my love most Shoot. definitely will so um, great but yeah so uh so from santa barbara you graduated barbara. and you were you said you were yeah. studying buddhism i studied, I studied buddhism buddhism okay. and just kind of all like i also loved uh, ancient like Roman religions. Mm. I went to Turkey in 2008 what? and studied there for a, a summer semester. And so when I graduated, I loved academia. I was like, a, I was a super nerd. I mm. loved academia. I, I really enjoyed these professors who were either up, you know, doing like these like Indiana Jones type archaeological digs in Turkey <laughs> with me or the ones who were, you know, the translator to his holiness, the Dalai Lama. I oh. got to, to study under him too. And they were that, 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 that igniting fire that you feel when someone is instilling ancient wisdom. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it just it's, it feels profound. I, at the time, was like, well, I could see myself staying in academia and being a professor of religious studies, just like these people that I really have come to adore. And so I went, uh, I went on this, this uh, summer, like, kind of a, a three-month trip in Europe. It's called mm-hmm. the Camino de Santiago. And it's this pilgrimage where you literally hike across northern Spain. Mm. Yes, it was in total 500 miles, but my friends and I wound up walking more like 700. (sighs) Took our sweet time, enjoyed all of the wine of the Basque region, Mm -hmm. as well as Navarre. Anyways, 
while I was there, I was like, okay, that's my, I just graduated from UC Santa Barbara. I would love to get a master's in Buddhism and then a PhD. And that could be my, my, my path. I'm scared. That's really hard. Yeah. I guess I'll just, I'll apply to the, the best school I know of. If I get into their divinities program, then that's, that's my answer. If it's not, I really like the health and wellness industry. Maybe I'll move to the Virgin Islands and start a, like an acai smoothie store. Like that was option B. No joke. Hopes. Like, <laughs> I could see you in either case. Yes. I mean, who's to say they're exclusive of each other. Right. So I, while I was walking the Camino, I asked for letters of recommendation for all these professors. I wrote my entry, you know, thesis you know, paper. And, um, that, March of you know, later that year, I was accepted to Harvard Divinity School and packed up my life and went to the East Coast for a few years. What does that feel like to get a letter of admission from Harvard? Oh, it's still, <laughs> you know what they call peak experiences. Uh-huh. I still remember every single day, like clicking, is it, did it is today the day that I get the emails? Today the day. Yeah. And the day that it said, you ha- like, click here to go into your portal to see you know, your, your, your letter uh-huh. doesn't say accept as I just, and so you have, I had that, that stirring uh-huh. like up the central channel, just like this knowingness of like, my life's about to change and it's going to be great. Uh-huh. And opening it up in the first was congratulations. And I remember jumping on the bed, finding anyone in the house yeah. to hug and uh-huh. scream. And I was like, you, when you, when you like break a sweat, when you're just so elated, <laughs> it, I was that, I was like, I have to go take a shower. <laughs> I don't smell good. You yeah, know? Yeah. Putting out yes. odor, uh, odor, a victorious odor. Yes, yes, oh yes. <laughs> and so moved there in 2000, we're talking 2011. 2011, mm. 2013 is when I was um, in Cambridge. And while there, I took once one uh, summer in between and went to India. And when I returned, I it became very clear to me that as much as I was loving my studies and I was studying Tibetan language, I made all these incredible connections. I didn't want to do a PhD program. Mm. The bottleneck experience, the like that battling, like I, I felt this high, like this um, hypocrisy of being the most anxious I'd ever felt mm. and writing about mindfulness papers. Right. It's like, hold on. I think I'm going about this through the mind, not through the body. Mm. And I'm, I'm drawn to these different Eastern therapeutics and how they're now being integrated in, in the West. And I was trying to write all these papers on how Buddhism informed these different ancient medical systems. And that's when I met an acupuncturist who gave me this, to this day, like this crazy, miraculous acupressure treatment on the street corner in Cambridge. He like hopped off his bike and pressed on a point on my calf, on my, on my arm, and I because I had really bad neck pain. And I, was, mm-hmm. and I didn't understand any of the ingredients at the time. Mm-hmm. Did not get it. I was like, I said it was my neck that hurts. Why are you touching my calf? <laughs> what is going on? He's like, hold on, just relax. My neck's up here, bro. Yeah, my neck's, yeah, kind of. There's like, a, <clears throat> what you doing down there? You know? <laughs> and um, within seconds of acupressure, the, I, my, my neck was locked up. It went from no mobility to 85% better in seconds. And it was this moment of just realizing, like, what is this medicine? how do I get the manual for the human body? Cause it's out there and it works. I didn't believe anything. I, there was no placebo going on. It was just, just opening up energy, energy mm-hmm. pathways. And so, um, almost immediately after graduating from that master's program, I dived into the four year doctoral program for 
Chinese medicine and to become a, a doctor of TCM is what we call this it. This was still at, at Harvard? So there's a school in Boston, but Harvard does not teach uh, the curriculum. There's a very specific curriculum in the U.S. where it's you start off with learning the organs and you understand learning where the where the points are. It's mm-hmm. it's very it's very formulaic across the the nation. So you could then theoretically get up and relocate, which is what I did. I did one semester in Boston, two years in Colorado, okay. and then my last two years uh, at the school ACTCM in San Francisco. Nice. Mm-hmm. So you didn't, so you dropped out of Harvard. No, I you completed finished? Harvard. You finished Harvard. I completed that program. So you are a Harvard graduate. I got that part right. Correct. <laughs> and but so, sorry, I'm, I'm, my mind is all over the place, but what was the degree that you ended up with that you got from Harvard? Uh, Masters of Theological Studies. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then mm-hmm. from there, just right away... Jumped into this right doctoral turn. program, yes. Wow, okay. Yes. Cool. So, my majority of my 20s were uh, <laughs> behind a desk, let's put it yeah, that way. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of, a lot of study. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so, so, so now we're back in the Bay. Yep, back in the Bay. Studying this medicine. Yep, studying this medicine. And meanwhile, I've always been doing DIY like projects, like making my own bombs and, and you know, just like, <laughs> like, I don't know, candle, beeswax. <laughs> Candles, oh, bombs, like, B-A-L-M-S. Like I was thinking bombs, like, oh. you're blowing up mailboxes or something. Oh, yeah. Things got a little crazy back in Colorado. Like, no, picturing, no, no. like, a young Mara, like, <laughs> blowing up her brother's army men in the backyard. Oh, gosh. Oh, dear. <laughs> Thankfully, no. No bombs. Like, body bombs. Yes. Lip bombs. Yes, yes. Okay. All the good. Important uh, distinction. Like, lovely skin bombs. Yeah. Thank you, though. <laughs> <laughs> and so, um, uh, while I was finishing up the last two years... Mm-hmm. I was really, like, the majority of that time is focused on studying those herbs. There's over 400-plus herbs in the Materia Medica that you have to memorize in pinyin. So, like, Ban Sha and Dong Shen and Bai Shao and Tianmen Dong. Sounds crazy. It's mm-hmm. Chinese. Yeah. <laughs> and so we have to memorize those and then memorize formulas. And while this is all happening, we're seeing, touching, smelling, uh, giving, you know, you know uh, prescribing these herbs to our patients that are coming into the school clinic. And I've always been so interested in natural skincare mm-hmm. and was having a lot of kind of like adult acne going on around mm-hmm. like my, like the like hormonal based around like the, my chin and around my mouth. I feel like that's super common. I see so that with like common. so many women like in their, in their late twenties, early thirties. It's, it's hormones completely and nothing was touching it. And so here I am reading these texts saying, Oh, this one's good for inflammation. This one's good to like nourish the yin of the body, which will decrease, you know, or this one will bring the like, brightness and chi. Like there's a lot of those Chinese medicine terms that mm-hmm. the, the herbs are doing. And I'm just reading over and over and over like, this one's good for your skin. This one's good for your skin. This one will make you look ageless. This one's <laughs> going to like reverse aging. I'm like, okay, sign me up. I'm already mm-hmm. concerned about those things. So I worked closely with one of my uh, professors at the, at the school, ACTCM. And came up with making a cream during my clinic shift. And so I chose specific herbs mm-hmm. and just, you know, and looked at different like Western herbalistic ways to make them in, in my kitchen. And so I took particular amounts of different herbs that are known for different energetic qualities to help mm-hmm. the skin. And I grabbed a crock pot, grabbed some jojoba oil, and I cooked the herbs for about three days 
in a very low temperature, about 100 degrees, stirring occasionally. And so that wouldn't overheat or damage the oil or the herbs, but it would in, in fact infuse the oil with the different medicinal properties, the compounds, the phenolic acids, everything that's going on in those herbs that's medicinal would go into the oil. And then I would take a fancy blender that I bought particularly for this project. Mm -hmm. I would add lavender essential oil that my dear friend uh, has a lavender farm in Forestville, California. Wow. I'd go and collect the, the, the lavender from him, press it, turn it into a hydrosol, use that as the base for the emulsion, add in, at the, I, I never wanted to do beeswax. I always thought that um, beeswax was a little too heavy for the skin to help absorb. Yeah. Plus, plus the honeybees. Right. We all got to worry about those right now. Totally. totally. Mm. Yeah, there's a, a sustainability component yeah. there as well. So I started off using like a, like a mimosa floral wax and a jasmine floral wax mm -hmm. to keep it more vegan. But I also found that also like over the several years of R&D yeah. analysis, right. that also had a bit of more of like a, um, I'm using my hands. I kind of like this, like this is palpable. It just didn't, didn't absorb as quickly. Mm -hmm. And so I ultimately chose an emulsion, like a, a emulsifier that's called Olivem, which is a derivative of olive oil, which is also still organic, natural, just comes in a different um, like thickening agent ca capacity. So I'm working on all this and tweaking it and handing it out to my friends at school, having my mom try it, and it's it's freaking delicious. Like mm. I added just a little bit of essential oils at mm -hmm. the end, a little jasmine, a little lavender, and I became known as like the girl where you can get the amazing traditional Chinese medicine cream, <laughs> face cream, like anti-aging. Like people, uh -huh. it's interesting to see how people were using it for different needs, uh -huh. different ages. Yeah. And it was working. Okay. It was working. And so I... Um, you found personally as well as with, with yes, your friends? Yes. I yeah. completely... I, threw, I went to my, my medicine, medicine cabinet, tossed all the other stuff. Mm. It's like, this is my thing. Mm -hmm. This is my thing now. And so um, I was making it and took all my exams, passed, graduated, started my private practice, and kind of put the... I decided I'd put the, um, the face cream on the back burner, even though I had these ideas at the time of maybe this could be something. Maybe mm -hmm. I could, my supervisor back at, at school said, this is better than anything she's ever tried on at Whole Foods. Mm. And I should sell it for three figures. I was like, whoa, right. whoa, whoa. That's, yeah. I'm not quite, I don't, that's very flattering. Yeah, but. <laughs> yeah. And so um, I put on the back burner and that's when my co-founder Brooke comes into the story. Mm. She graduated with me at the same time mm. and is a wonderful friend, a fellow wine enthusiast lives over here in Berkeley actually oh nice yeah local girl and awesome. um is also a young mom she's got a little one oh, two-year-old cool. yeah so cute and so she approached me after we'd both graduated from school and said you know send me a text kind of a cryptic text was she in the program with you I forget yes you yes she's amazing okay. she's my girlfriend that we we met and Suffered through many years of classes <laughs> together. She writes the most meticulous notes. She, I, I really do attribute my studying to how well she um, organized the yeah. classes for me. So, thank you, Brooke. Yeah. <laughs> and so, um, Brooke sends me this cryptic text a few months after we graduate, asking me out to coffee. She drives all the way to Sausalito, where I was living at the time, and we sit down for coffee. And she says, Samara. I love your balm, as you know. Your face cream, it's amazing. I've tried to recreate it. I'm so sorry. I know that's kind of... She's like, I've, I've tried to recreate it, but I love <laughs> how you make it. And 
have you tried my 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 the chapstick that I make? I was like, no, I haven't. But oh, you're putting these herbs in it. That's an amazing formula. Mm -hmm. Wow. So we were kind of nerding out about our love of these two products we've been making with Chinese medicine. Yeah. And then she goes on to say, the kicker was, I'm thinking that we should start a company, or are you okay if I start something? but I use your cream. Like, what? where, where, where are you at with this? Part? You got like, the goods. I want yeah, the goods. <laughs> kind of a little bit, but yeah. also just like, or would you like to like start something? Yeah, I said, yeah. let's, let's, the answer is yes. Oh. The answer is yes. This is exactly what I needed. I oh. needed someone who has more of like a, a, a background in um, management and in like operations mm -hmm. and in finance. Whereas, Super important. yeah. Oh my gosh. And she's on it. She's so on it. She's a Virgo. She's got, mm -hmm. she knows like structure and she's like, okay, here's how you put, put things in files, Mara. Yeah, Whereas yeah. I'm like the writing notes and it's like floating around the back of my car and I'll have a great idea and I'll like write it out to myself and then I lose it. So she's been really helpful with my taking my creative energy and my, yeah. those kind of streaks and like just passion and transforming it. It's, the I mean, graphic design of our companies, all thanks to Brooke. I mean, so many of the, the great partnerships in history, there is usually some form of this dynamic where you have the like organizationally minded operations, get it done person. And then, which is funny because I would often think of you as that type of person relative oh. to myself. But then you have like the, you know. the creative, artistic, you know, eccentric, mm. you know, um, like, I think yeah yeah you're absolutely right. and I you know, Brooke is very creative too I'm mm -hmm. not gonna like we both like, are very creative yeah I think I'm a bit more of a oh oh I've got this friend I'm gonna see if they want to buy the cream like I'm a bit more like connector like, well connector yeah. and a bit more like willing to do like the hard sales that mm -hmm. you gotta do at the beginning right it's scary and so I'm kind of self self-entitled we, we have all these different roles that we're just picking up the different hats like well, I mean, before. you rolled a 12 on the charisma dice, so I think that <laughs> you're pretty well suited for the task. Oh, stop, don't stop. Uh, but the, what, what, one thing I wanted to ask you is when you were, like this process when you were coming up with your formula, like, did that change the way that you look at, like, products now? Like, it's almost like uh, <clears throat> when you learn how to make something you start, you start to like learn the language of what those things are. Like I know when I learned to brew beer, I, the, what beer looked like to me changed. It's like, Oh, this is just this fermented tea that like I've made now. So I can like drink a beer and like kind of look and see the component parts a little bit more. Have you felt oh, like yes. in your process, like you can go to the store, open a cream and kind of look at it and sort of like read the, the tea leaves as it were when you, Completely, I can understand now, like, like, like what 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 are the parabens and like the different concerning, like especially like the chemicals and like mm -hmm. the little like like the toxins that you yeah. can find. I can yeah, oof, I just put that one right back down. But more exciting has been the different antioxidants and understanding like oh, just that blanket word antioxidant, but it really means vitamin A, B, C, E, K, and then looking at what are in these different herbs that are actually are the antioxidants and then what are more that are, that are flavonoids and phenolic compounds so a bit more biochem hobie yeah so you, you've been throwing some yeah. chemistry at me so far yeah so. i'm into it yeah it's like oh so that's what quercetin is and that's you know that you know what makes 
green tea so excellent for your skin? It's like the caffeinic acid. It's right. it's that for me has been thrilling to then see that on uh, brands that I do align with and I do find impressive. Mm-hmm. They 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 know their they know their chemistry. How about as well. reading faces? Can you look at a face and be like, that needs some uh, <laughs> quick quark tracine uh, compound with a little vitamin A thrown in for good measure? <laughs> Can you like? Do you have that diagnostic view you feel like now? Because you are also a practitioner, mm-hmm, we, should, we should add. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and in your practice, do you are you dealing with a lot of skin conditions? Is that like a specialty that you like was, to bring in? I was seeing quite a few students, actually. Like students were coming to me while I was finishing up my degree. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of, yeah, I was known amongst my uh, my colleagues, at, you know, my cohort. I'm like, oh, Mara, she's on if you have eczema, if you have rosacea. She knows the body points and she has the creams. She's mm. got the elixirs. And so, um, and then now I, uh, I'd say about a third of my practice uh, entails facial rejuvenation. And so I will treat, it's been 99% women. There's been mm-hmm. a few men that have been interested in it, but um, who would like a certain area to have either just more brightness, be lifted. We can even focus on decreasing wrinkles with facial acupuncture mm-hmm. combined with, um, uh, it's called gua sha. Gua sha has a bit more of, um, of recognition these days. Gua sha is when you use jade rollers or a type of jade stone mm. and you move the stone in certain ways. Like it's kind of like a scraping technique mm. that is almost like, it's almost like cardio for your face mm. where you're not only it, like stimulating the the, the cells, you know, the epidermis on the outside, but it's the actual, the muscles are getting a workout in ways that help brighten, shape, tone, sounds, and lift. Sounds really pleasant. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then I throw in a little facial cups in at the end too, which Ooh. just kind of plumps and tightens and just, okay. it just contours. So I do all those things. Um, and so I'm very willing to look at an area, a region, or, or if a woman wants to avoid Botox, mm-hmm. That's something I really do a lot of as well. It's like, okay, we can, we can, we can lift this naturally. Like, yeah, so. that's great. Mm-hmm. When it comes to your question about uh, facial reading and, oh, this person can use some vitamin A, yeah. I, I have to confess, I don't think that way. Mm-hmm. I think in terms of facial reading when it comes to the different channels and pathways yeah. on the face. Okay. For instance, under the eyes is correlated to the kidneys. Interesting. The temples is the liver. The forehead is the stomach. The cheeks are the, the lungs, and then around the mouth and the chin, that is the urinogenital area and the stomach. Hmm. So there's like digestion as well as hormones is what's going on there. So you can really see if somebody, say, has a food allergy, they might have a breakout on their forehead. If somebody's not getting enough sleep, this is kind of obvious. They might have the darkness under their eyes. Mm-hmm. The size of the temples can really show. If, if they, sometimes they're a little yellow, a little green. You, you might start noticing that. Interesting. Yep. Yep, okay. and so I think in that regard of which channel I'd want to treat with the acupuncture treatment, when it comes to the, the you know skincare, that's much more about the, the hydrating, protecting, and nourishing your face. And I think our products. By the way, I haven't even mentioned the name of my company, yeah. Skytrail Botanicals. Yeah, yeah, I hope it's, it's across the front or something. Right. Skytrail Botanicals. Our products are aimed towards women in their mid twenties all the way through to our moms. Awesome. Our mom's age, yes, yeah. who want to nourish and hydrate. Mm-hmm. And I then w- we can decrease redness too. I was One thing I've been thinking about lately because, you know, it's becoming more and more mainstream in culture of like talking about like skincare regimens, like 
across the board for different genders, you know, men and women and everybody else. Um, and like, you know, I'm still someone that you, I use like all natural products, but I have my body wash that I tend to just use on my face. And, uh, I've been told like, I, you know, I had, I have one friend who was like a cosmetologist. She's like, Ooh, your face looks pretty dry. And mm. I've got, you know, there's been times when I've been given, you know, moisturizers and I've used the bottle up, but I don't <laughs> think about it as my own, in my own process. And I'm just curious if there's like a, almost like a face, facial fundamentals, you know, if, if uh, that you could, you know, communicate in some way, like for, for us dudes that never grew up doing these kind of things, yeah. but like maybe want to have healthy, good looking skin. Yeah. And... I think one, one key takeaway, I hope to impart, especially on you, Hobie Darling, because mm-hmm. you have this beautiful glowing skin, Aww. so I want you to keep it forever, <laughs> um, is you do have to think about something called the acid mantle. And that's the fact that our skin is on average between a four and a six pH. Okay. Um, the average is like 5.5. And so you can easily disrupt the acidity of your skin if you're using a product that's too basic, like say a soap. Hmm. If you use soap on your skin, it's going to strip that acidity. Yeah. And it can then make your skin far more susceptible to bacteria. Good enough. It, Totally. It might, so it might initially feel like, oh, my skin's soft and like, or cleansed and feels like really mm-hmm. like that fresh, clean fit. No, 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 my dear. Be very careful with pH. Have, have you take a look in my shower I'll before you let it. Yeah. Give me a little diagnostic. Oh, I, yeah. I've been big on the body wash, like the, like the natural, you know, shower gel body wash thing. I don't know where soap becomes, uh, where they, you know, where the breakdown is there, mm-hmm. but, uh, but certainly um, don't want to be messing with the acid on my face. No, sure. shoot up. So, um, yeah, so if hopefully there's... if your product doesn't say um, on the label that it, what, what pH it is, mm-hmm. then you can just do a quick little like Google check and make sure it's not above 6. Okay. I'd say anything above, below 6 is okay for your skin. The lower the better, like when right. it comes closer to that 4 range. That's what Brooke and I were so elated about when we had our organic lab um, actually do like some pH testing on our uh, face cream mm-hmm. came back as a 3.8 oh I know it's pretty acidic huh? it's, it's, it's on the acidic side so that what is amazing when things get more acidic is that it helps promote cell turnover in mm-hmm. a way that then you're you know, you're sloughing off like dead skin cells but then allowing the antioxidants like like that vitamin A and C to actually absorb and for it to not just sit on the surface of your skin gotcha. so it's Amazing for for someone who's looking for rejuvenation and for actual hydration and it's got the stimulating stimulating mm-hmm. effect as well. Precisely, my dear. Precisely. That's awesome. Um, so right now, what are the products that you guys offer? Good question. Yeah. We've got three. Okay. Brooks fantastic lip balm that is primarily made for like the elements. She is constantly up in the mountains. She uh, what is that? Oh, she's going to be so embarrassed. I right. It's when you, um, it's search and rescue. She's on a, a volunteer search and rescue wow. team. Isn't that cool? That's super cool. Badass. And so she's constantly facing whether it's wind or snow. Mm-hmm. I wanted something that could I could take to Bolinas Beach. Brooks search and rescue lip protectorate. Precisely. <laughs> and it just, it works. We use, that one we use um, olive oil and we do use a little bit of beeswax in that. Okay. To have that kind of thickness that's also, you know, 
easily easy to digest. Mm-hmm. Uh, seven that, different does, herbs. Does that help with like the shelf stability too? Because I know that with a lot of times with lip balm, I feel like it's subjected to such a range of temperatures. Like we've all left one in the dryer before, and so oh, the dryer, the car. Yeah. Whoopsies. That we so we spent many many sessions doing R and D on the lip balm because mm-hmm. as soon as it got cold, it, it's too hard. As soon as it got hot it's melting all over the place mm. so we found that perfect ratio of shea butter to olive oil mm. to beeswax with the olive oil being infused with those seven different chinese herbs okay. and then a little bit of minty freshness at the mm. end you i do like me. some minty yeah. freshness remind me at the end i'll get you one i've got got one in my in my purse i would love one yeah okay. i'm always uh i'm always trying to avoid the petroleum-based chapstick Seriously. so no this one's all good. I'm about oh, to go feel. on this big road trip. I'm going to need some uh, some quality lip balm. So. That's right. That's right. Yep. So that's uh, one product. Then we have two more. The, the second one is a um, aloe elixir. Okay. And so this one is really simple. I kind of like to think of it as like the minimalist's go-to mm-hmm. in that it's a product for your face and it's called an elixir, which is already kind of mysterious. Yeah, yeah totally. <laughs> I was like, hmm, elixir. <laughs> yes, an elixir, an aloe elixir. So you once your face is freshly washed... This is the first thing you kind of just dab on. It takes, it, it, um, we, we have it in a dropper tincture. You take maybe half a dropper full, maybe that's like the equivalent of seven drops, and you just kind of splash it on your face. It smells very herbal because the other products are glycerin that's infused with Gotu Cola Chamomile and Roses. And that Gotu Cola has quite the smell to it. Mm. So it's like a rooty, beautiful smell. And so, the smell fades away almost immediately. Mm-hmm. But what you're left with is a humectant. And so that what it's doing is it's locking in that moisture that you just had put on your face, moisture from the air, and is sealing it in a way that keeps your face feeling like almost like, uh, like a hint of like a, a tightening and lifting. Mm. And it feels moisturized in a way that I've never experienced with another product. Interesting. It's the glycerin. Glycerin is amazing. And there's no alcohol or anything no, in this. No, it's just those ingredients. That's okay. it. Yeah, and the... um. The glycerin do, itself acts as a preservative. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. And when do you put, like, at what stage in the, like, when do you put this stuff on your face? If you're using some sort of toner or cleanser, use that first. Okay. Like, so then your face is, like, fresh, squeaky clean. Mm-hmm. Then you put this on. Gotcha. I put this on, and then I apply the face cream afterwards. Gotcha. Which is the third product, the okay. face cream. Yes. That's the one I described at length mm-hmm. of the... The slow process, the meticulous, intentional process <laughs> of infusing the oils in er, the herbs in the oil yeah. for days on end, uh-huh. and so that's just a very um, classic uh, Western herbalistic um, methodology. And so this this cream is designed to be like a one size fits all kind of just general face health. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. I would recommend age twenty five and up. Okay. Mm-hmm. 25 and up for um, gals who want to either brighten their skin because there are many herbs that we use that um, help uh, protect your skin from UV radiation and even decrease hyperpigmentation that's already mm-hmm. happened. Um, it's for gals who have fine lines, wrinkles, dry red skin. The If you have rosacea or redness going on, I actually, I think the aloe, Elixir is a little bit more uh, specified to that because mm-hmm. the aloe itself is a very cooling herb, as is the chamomile and the rose. Yeah. Those will decrease inflammation. And so, aloe is so magical. It's magic. I, I mean, being a 
having some Mediterranean roots myself, mm-hmm. as I know you do as well, I just, I never got sunburned growing up. And so I never developed the aggressive sunscreen uh, rituals that a lot of my fair friends have. So, you know, I've gotten better as I've gotten older. My skin's gotten less resilient to the, to the UV, but I do keep a bottle of aloe handy because, like, I went out, uh, I went to the beach yesterday, and, you know, now that I'm longer-haired, I'll tie it up into a bun, and my forehead totally will get cooked. And so last night I put a bunch of aloe on. Oh, good. Just, just in, uh, Splash it right on. Just mm-hmm. as a way to try to, mm-hmm. try to, uh, and it helps, I mean... I've had some pretty bad burns, and I sloughed a bunch on in a couple of days, and it didn't even peel. So. Nice. Make sure if you're buying any um, over-the-counter aloe gel that it's not mm. that bright green stuff that has... That's probably what yeah. I have. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> well, if it's working, it's working. But, yeah, check and see if it's, like, mostly actually aloe. Yeah. yeah. yeah there's some there's some funky aloe out there. No, I mean, it's, this was, like, some whole food stuff that was, like... 99% or whatever. Nice. Oh, Whole Foods, you're good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know me, I try to steer clear from the, the you know, the, the non-natural stuff or whatever. And mm-hmm. That is something I wanted to get into with you because I did, in preparing for this, I did like, I was having this talk with my mom who's a West Marin gray-haired maven of all the hippie delights. Oh, she's a Bellinus goddess. Yeah, and she in in the last decade has gotten really um hold on one sec. Yeah, she's gotten really uh much more involved in her own like skincare rituals and face I know she's like been just so like has all these face creams and is always talking about it and um, and so I read, you know, reached out to her and I was like, well, what are, you know, as a woman in her sixties from West Marin, you know, what are you looking for in a face cream and what questions might you have for Mara? And, uh, so she sent me a couple ones and the first one I think kind of ties into what we're talking about right now. She was really curious if it was like hundred percent organic. And as we were talking about before, like, I think myself like growing up in Marin like really got used to just looking and seeing the label organic and like Mm -hmm. that being a kind of like a if it didn't say that like I would just kind of not look at the product any further or I'd use it almost as this like compass point for like stuff I'm going to be trying to put on or in my body Um, but as I got older and you know uh, just befriended people at farms that weren't able to get the certification, but we're still like nominally, you know, not using pesticides, not, uh, using growth hormones or, you know, they, for want of the certification, they were still operating in in a very positive way, both from a health perspective and a sustainability perspective. I was just curious if, if we could talk about, you know, how your products come together, uh, organic versus non-organic, sourcing all that kind of stuff you yeah know, mm-hmm. just so that yeah, people can make question. informed mm-hmm. decisions about mm-hmm. their body. Mm-hmm. yeah i remember when i used to sell honey at the farmer's market down in santa barbara mm-hmm. quite a few of the stands were not certified organic purely because they couldn't afford the certification okay they were absolutely organic like for 
you know, decades their soil had not seen a preservative of any sort, but they just didn't feel like they wanted to pay that kind of money. Mm-hmm. And when somebody just down the street had an or- organic certification and they were only 97%, that 3% is a big number. Right. Like you're kind of allowed a big wiggle room and still get that organic certification. And so when it comes to um, our face cream, we are not certified organic. But the big reason it has nothing to do with the money or like, you know, you know, that that regard. It's because we are sourcing our herbs from the best local Bay Area company we can called New Herbs and a few mm-hmm. from Mayway. And New Herbs, they're extremely transparent as well about which herbs are organic from China and mm-hmm. which ones are just lab certified. And so we can attest that all of them are sulfur free. Okay. But there are a few herbs that just can't like they're whether they're grown in some mountainous region that doesn't have a certification available yeah or they're maybe you know maybe it's like you know it's dried roses or it's, it's something where they just can't promise you that a bee didn't come long story short we are getting our herbs from the best source possible mm-hmm. though they can't certify it so therefore we can't certify several of our other ingredients such as our uh, we use lanolin from New Zealand mm-hmm. that our um, our lab supplies us with he has this fantastic lanolin However, we're, we're very close with him and we're always asking about his ingredients. He doesn't know where, like at what point. And so that's, you know, so, he, and so he's very honest with us too. He's like, yeah. you know, this is the best lanolin. I'm sure it is organic. It just doesn't have a certification. Right. So we don't want to say something unless we can stand behind it and be like, check, 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 check. Totally. So on all of our labels, we, you'll see an asterisk with all the organic ingredients. Mm-hmm. Nine out of 10 of them are all as yeah. much as we can, but it's do mostly you, those herbs. Do you guys have on your website or in, in some location, um, like you're sourcing like, like that? If, if someone wanted to go in and do their own research and look up these ingredients, where they come from or the lab or, you know, to, to be as educated as possible, is there a place where we can point people to go find out more? Sure. Brooke and I are super nerds. And so yeah. a lot of our initial, uh, kind of like blog entries mm-hmm. and uh, just anything that was for publicity or just to promote ourselves with, you know, social media was research. Mm-hmm. We've done countless hours. I mean, countless hours, especially during COVID of describing the different Chinese herbs that we're putting in, why you'd want to use them, where they're from, what yeah. they look like, little anecdotes about all of these herbs. Mm-hmm. So that's available on our website. When it comes to being able to like do like a little click through and find okay, we got, we got our Dongshen, our Pearl, our, you know, our Stragulus, whatever the early herb is. Mm-hmm. We don't have that written down on the website, but that's a great idea. Yeah. I think we will. That's mm-hmm. cool. No, and I should say, you know, that, like, I've never met Brooke, but I know you, and there's no one I've met who's, like, more committed towards uh, eliminating anything that could be toxic or questionable from not only your own life, but from the products that you promote, whether it's your own company stuff or, like I said, you got your start basically steering people into a healthier way of living with the products that they're using with their bodies. So I'm very confident that like anything that you guys are putting in there is something that you yourself use and that like uh, would be of like the highest quality, Um, which is hard because a lot of people... Again, there's a lot of greenwashing in the market. Oh, yes. And it does make it hard for 
Like there just are certain things that you can't get that certification on. I'm sure you guys would if there was a source for it. Yes. So you're left with having to figure out, okay, well, what's the best option? Right. And, you know, and we just did our first round with the, with the lab this summer. And we're already looking at, say, the lanolin or a few mm-hmm. of those other herbs for our next round of production. If there is any available source that's fully organic, we're, we're going to be switching it out to, that's our goal by, the, by this time next year. Cool. Mm-hmm. And what is the lab testing for? I'm curious. Like, what, it, what does that process entail? Like, Yeah, New Herbs and May, we have a couple different articles on like, their process. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've done a walkthrough at, at New Herbs. And they have, it's, you know, it's very much everyone's in, like, their big, the white number. Like, it's very clinical yeah, setting. Yeah. And they're, they're testing to make sure there's no chemicals. I don't know how, but okay. it looks... But there's a rig- there, it's a rigorous yes. testing procedure that all this stuff goes through. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Tested and retested. Have you guys had to, like, um, navigate, like, the FDA at all? Or is that... I'm, I'm like, not that mm-hmm. educated about the difference between... That's also why we stopped making any of this in our kitchens. Let's put it that gotcha. way. Because there's only so much, like, the preservatives and, the like, a high-speed blender in the kitchen can... Right can promise in terms uh-huh. of shelf life mm-hmm. and other concerns that might involve the FDA. So that's why we found this fantastic lab in Sonoma where he sends a lot of our quality control QC mm-hmm. to all of the different, um, so, you know, the certifications where they need to go. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's an interesting, even I think decision point, that moment when you go from being like a cottage industry kitchen DIY, DIY yeah. that you're selling to your friends yep. and, and community towards now you guys are making this jump to be like a legitimate company that's it's thrilling it's terrifying is it just it's, you two right it's now it's just the two of us okay we have enlisted brooke's mom to help us with the graphics okay. and one of my best friends alethea williams who's a phenomenal photographer uh-huh. in chicago she is our primary uh f- photographer awesome so that's you're looking at it. <laughs> That's so cool. That's awesome. I know. And and you were telling me that you've also been kind of getting into like the content creation side yourself. Can you talk to a little bit about that? What that's been like and what that looks like? Oh like, my goodness! Like what? What does that manifest? Hobie, as? I wish you could have seen the first 200 outtakes of a <laughs> attempted video for Instagram. Yeah, it was goofy. People are like, "Is is that you, Mar? I can't. You're you're in the dark." I'd be like, "Oh, okay. That's like you know problem number one. Like not understanding lighting." Mm-hmm. And then Mar, wait, what are you saying? We can't understand you. You're talking too fast. You're jarbled. I'm like, oh god. So that's been a major learning curve. Becoming my own. Uh, videographer mm-hmm. I've finally invested just uh, like a week or two in like the little selfie stick so I'm not trying to hold my phone up yeah. it's been very grassroots to say the least yeah. and um, I come you know from, from this background in loving to read and write mm-hmm. so the research and the blog entries and the like Instagram posts with all the uh, information that's all been work that I've written and Brooke has written as well she also has a wonderful strong uh background right in writing cool mm-hmm. and how are you guys marketing this right now like is it is it available in these stores is it all through your website like where can people find your products i love that you asked that question you're the <laughs> best <laughs> currently it's e-commerce so okay. it's through our website okay. and you can find that through all of our socials we've got uh, Instagram and Facebook, of course, mm-hmm. and we actually just launched this week hey. because our, I know the website's all up and running, and 
we just did, gave a giveaway of all three of the essential line uh you know name congratulations thank that's you awesome thank and what, you. what's the website called for people that want to find it www.skytrailbotanicals.com okay mm-hmm. and I'm, I, I know i was part of the process with your searching for this name how did you guys land on this name is, oh. is there a special significance behind it or there is <laughs> um Sky Trail is the name of a road that I used to live on when I lived in Boulder, Colorado. Mm. And when Brooke and I were brainstorming, we, we, we knew we wanted to have the word botanicals to kind of just indicate what we're doing. Like, mm. what is this about? And then with our, bo- our, we both love being outdoors. We're outdoorsy. We wanted our, our skincare to keep up with us when we're out in the mountains, out the ocean. And so when we think about being in the mountains, often those little, those trails and hiking trails, they do, they feel like it's a, a trail to the sky. Mm-hmm. And so Sky Trail just felt really like that, that nod, that homage towards our love of being outdoors and being in the mountains. That's awesome. Thank you. Not to mention a good applicable place for it. Um, do you guys, so you guys uh, just went live this week. Yes. And... Like, are you, like, where are you at now with, like, what are the next steps or what you would mm-hmm. be looking for from you guys? Sure. Well, we're delighted to report that, like, our first week of sales has been, ex- you know, wonderful. Mm. We made a lot of money and we have, and our conversion rate from clicks on the website to actual, like, sales is, is really high. I think it's like a 2.7, okay. which is great. This is all things I'm learning, by yeah, the way. Yeah. You don't learn this at the Divinity School. <laughs> so, yes, and so um, we're, we're pleased. So we're doing a lot of A-B testing now with them, um, you know, th- like putting in a little bit of marketing and ads. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are going to start contacting a lot of local stores, such as like Maker's Market in Marin, um, different, you know, spas and wellness companies, other acupuncturists who have storefronts who would be open to wholesaling and starting off, starting off with that. That's mm-hmm. so cool. Are you guys, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see as you scale, like how these things change and where you can market. Mm-hmm. And do you, are you able to go to like do booths at farmers markets or at different, like, you know, kind of community zones? I know right now, like, this isn't really the say, time to do it. Oh, there's a few that we've been really wanting to participate in, like mm-hmm. this Indie Beauty Expo and. Yeah. There's like that wonderful one that's at Fort Mason every single winter. I worked it. Actually, you did the Credo, the Credo. One? Oh yeah, Credo. Yeah. Yeah, I was uh, on a videography team and we shot. Uh, we interviewed like a bunch of the CEOs. They're all these like power women from around the world. That's definitely a goal for Sky Trail Botanicals yeah. is to get in with the Credo folk. They have incredible like alignment and brand identity, and are, they they walk their talk. Yeah, it was cool. Like just hearing them. The, the, the commitment towards getting people away from these like traditional petrochemical quote-unquote beauty products that are like poisoning people's skin and really you know I think in a short time we'll be looked back on in the way that we look at like those old radium products from the turn of the from the 1800s when people <laughs> were putting like radioactive paint on their face and you know and be like what you put what like <laughs> petroleum products on your skin what the that's crazy um that's awesome i want to make sure that um i because you've covered so much i just want to make sure that i cover some more of my hippie mama's questions if there's anything else on here um 
Oh yeah, you might have mentioned this. I remember you mentioned lavender, but for the face cream, are there other aromatherapy elements that you're bringing into effect? Yes. The one other um, essential oil that we have in there is jasmine grandiflorum. Mm. And I remember being with my with you know the the owner of the lab, mm-hmm. and he brought out like three different vials of three different types of jasmine, like a sumbach, a grandiflorum, and an absolute. And he just was like, okay, like don't look at the label, close your eyes, which one speaks to you? And it was no question the grandiflorum. It's like, awesome. this is the one. And then we did a little bit of tweaking the, like, the percentage of the grandiflorum to the lavender. Mm-hmm. And just, I think it's just this beautiful bouquet. That's so cool. And follow, you got to follow your nose. And yeah. I'm, I look forward to the day that you guys produce uh some sort of natural organic deodorant. Oh, yes, we and were I was talking about that. that. I know. I've actually Sunday got soon. some sitting over on the top of that uh Oh, I'll have to go check shelf. it out. And my, my cousin makes it. Like I think I, I was trying to connect you guys because right. she, uh, she's mm. been doing it for me. I, I've been using nothing but her deodorant for the past like three or four years. And um, oh, it's, we'll there's such expanding. a need for it because yeah. especially like for guys, like so many... I feel like so many of the products for men, the way that like men are supposed to quote unquote smell is like this weird kind of artificially artificial musk. The only like natural products that I see marketed specifically towards men are like cedar or like sandalwood, rustic kind Mm -hmm. of aggressive, you know, smells, you know, me personally, I'm, I'm like a huge fan of, of gardenia. (laughs) <laughs> and I'm always looking. Let me know if you find a quality gardenia oil because I found there's like a couple different kinds and a lot of them that I find smell like kind of soapy and kind of like almost like grandmotherly. And, oh, it can. It absolutely yeah, can. And, but thing. when done right, it's like one of the most like intricate, like like I got two in my kit, in my shower two different gardenia products that both have like a subtly different smell, but they're both so complex. And I'm like, yeah, this is my smell. Like, this is what I want to smell like, but I haven't yet found like a, a, uh, an oil that I could use in a deodorant or in a, even just like a, as like a scent cool. um, that I want that, that smells that way to me. So, Oh, I'm going to be on the lookout for you. Darling. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> gardenia for Hopi. <laughs> have you, have you read a uh, Jitterbug perfume? I love that book. Yeah. It's one of my favorites. Because no perfume discussion can be complete without nope. those chapters on mm-hmm. the, the, the perfume. Wasn't making. his top note Jasmine as well? Yeah, Jasmine was like the anchor or whatever. I, I believe beet, it. Beetroot oil or something mm-hmm. too. And beets, exactly. And they're beet pollen, that's what it was. Mm-hmm. Um, For but, me, it's just so much of the Bay Area just has that like night-blooming Jasmine. Mm-hmm. And so I, it, for me, it, feel, it, it smells like home. Yeah, totally. I know we got some in our backyard and that's, you can always tell that time of the year walking around in the East Bay and like you go for that like walk after dinner and it's just so aromatic, the neighborhood. It smells so sweet. Mm, It's similar. Jasmine and Gardenia kind of have a similar smell. There is, there is a similarity. Um, So there's, okay, so maybe some deodorant in the near future. (laughs) Yes. Any other sneak peek products that you guys are trying to develop? Oh, a dream, especially of Brooks, and I am absolutely on board, is an SPF. Okay. We need something that yeah. can actually really protect your face. How does mm-hmm. that work with, uh, like, because, you know, you read so much that so many of these 
like industrial sunscreens are like doing worse things to your skin than the UV that they're supposed to be protecting it from. So like how how do you how does one create an SPF? Uh, oh, I've just begun yeah. diving into the research. There's yeah. it's it's far more regulated to to create an SPF than okay. it is to do something without it. Interesting. So, isn't that surprising? Yeah. I know. Mm-hmm. So we've got a really we've got a lot. There's titanium. There's there's what is it titanium zinc, oxide, zinc, 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 zinc oxide. Yeah. yeah. So there's a few natural ways to do it, but I don't love zinc. It's always been film, right? Yeah, it always mm-hmm. goes on really thick. It's very oily. It's been hard for me with sunscreens because I hate that feeling of the oily feeling. And the one that I have settled on that I use most often is like the Alba Botanicals Hawaiian one because it smells good. Yep. Like I don't like the smell of most mm-hmm. sunscreens. Yeah. So I made the decision. I was like, well, this one actually I like the smell of, so I'll be more likely to put it on. Yeah. They're a nice one. North Bay. Uh, company as well oh they are yeah cool yeah and another one too that like i don't think they're certified organic either but after reading the ingredients and like reading a little bit about the company i still felt good i'm I'm sure they have organic products but the one that i'm the sunscreen i've been using isn't but like looking into i have been like with these these body washes and stuff like if there's something i can't pronounce i will go google it and look and see what people are saying about it is you know what is this doing i love that what is this derived from you know and uh educate yourself yeah you Mm -hmm. know it's i think you can kind of get down the rabbit hole like kind of in the way that people can get on these like intense elimination diets where they get so caught up in the ingredients to the point of they're like kind of poisoning themselves through the stress of it all i think it's the same it can be it can be the same with like skincare in some ways where uh like I said, like coming from Marin, we're so like hyper organicized that I found as I was getting a little older, as I started having to pay my own bills, mm. you know, finding products where I'm like, well, I really like this product and I can't find anything wrong with it. It doesn't have the little seal that I was raised to look for, but you know, it seems like a pretty legit company and that the people, everyone working here are people like me with those same values and um so yeah it's interesting how that mm-hmm. come into being and whatnot oh yes um let's see just want to go through this list because i know my mom's going to be like why didn't you ask this <laughs> um you said the base oil the base oil for this yeah for the, the face cream the face cream wound up being three oils, okay. which I'm delighted I got to select three, and I chose these ones for very important reasons. Uh, one of which is jojoba, the other one is camellia seed oil, and then perilla seed oil. Okay. The camellia and perilla have higher heat points, and so those were the ones we spent more time infusing the uh, the herbs into. Gotcha. And we chose these er- these three oils for specific reasons. Camellia oil has it's it's fantastic for sensitive skin and for skin that has a lot of like hypersensitivities Mm -hmm. and that's in part because it has quercetin and other types of anti-inflammatory compounds and antioxidants it's wonderful it's actually what the the geishas in japan still use to this day to not only like cleanse off all of their thick performative makeup but then to keep their skin nourished so it's it's traditionally from japan okay and then perilla oil has a high concentration of EFAs, which are um, 
known as um, essential fatty acids. Yeah. And so those help deliver all of the amazing nutrients that are in the, uh, that are in all the different herbs. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. And that's and probably then, also helping with the pH of, of the com- cream, right? That's actually my, when the lab, uh, you know, I'm keeping his name out of this, but yeah, yeah. when he, when he asked me, he, he's like, wow, like the pH is 3.8. This is amazing. It must be the perilla oil. Like I haven't really worked with that before. This is, he was nerding out. He <laughs> thought it was so cool. It's like, if you're, if you think this is cool, I think this is really cool. Yeah. So, um, yes. And so the perilla oil is what's going on with the pH. And then the jojoba oil is actually, a lot of people know this now, but it's actually a wax ester. It's not an oil. Mm. And so it's a wax ester. And so it, it acts like our body's natural sebum. And so it helps if you over, like overproduce oil or if you underproduce, it helps rebalance okay. how your body uh, excretes oil. Gotcha. And it's just incredibly nourishing with all the you know, vitamin C and different types of... Um, it's funny. I've always read it as jojoba, but jojoba makes way more sense. <laughs> what, is not the first. what is that taken from? Like, Where do you get that oil from? Uh, from primarily like... New Mexico and parts of Mexico. I mean, is it Arizona. a like, it's a plant? It kind of looks is the it a plant. Cactus? Is it, it looks like an aloe vera plant, like kind of okay. like a cactusy type shrub. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep, they're they're cool. Does they're it cool. have? Is it like aloe? Is it vitamin E rich or? Is yeah. It, okay. Oh yeah. Interesting. It's amazing. Sweet. Love Sweet. So there's a trinity of oils. Yes, going and into our this. oils are organic. Awesome. Well, that's real important. Oh and, yeah. And, and you were saying the that they have these high heat points too which is really important right with when you're cooking these you want you don't mm-hmm. want like uh yeah we're not cooking them or... yeah we're not cooking them above uh, 100 degrees so it's still considered oh. like raw mm-hmm. cool yeah okay, awesome. nice right that's why we... i like the low like the long time it's you know it's like a, it's like the slow food movement but for your yeah. face you know low and slow low and slow I'm, you I'm, know i'm my... sure my mom will be stoked to hear that good yeah, what's what's the process when you heat up oil like the hydrolyzation or the high there's like a a process where the, there's like that chemical change mm-hmm. in the oil where it can start to burn and you can start yeah. to get some carcinogenic and then you can get elements. some free radicals in there yeah yeah we don't do that no, yeah no, no. no at that temperature that's bad news i mean 100 degrees that's what my room was yesterday <laughs> it was <laughs> insane here it's so hot yeah i went up to uh i took my friend joey up to uh we went up to like the beach by Steep Ravine, which was really cool, and made it in the ocean. And gorgeous. Uh, and any day jumping in the Pacific is a good day. And uh, got some soul food on the way home. And Marin has its gems, I gotta say. It's pretty <laughs> Correct. Sweet. Um, <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah. So I think. Oh, the one thing that we kind of talked about that I forget if this is one that even is relevant but um my mom wanted me to ask you about your views on hydrating from the inside out and how that comes into play with using topical products and yeah any sense i'm i'm just the messenger from the inside out (laughs) well i mean you're 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 speaking to the crowd where you know i just you know from all the times at the natural food co-op and Uh now studying nutrition through the lens of traditional chinese medicine yeah a really hydrated, nourished uh, face is important to think about the yin and yang of the body. Mm. And yin is cooling, hydrating, like that refreshing, like when a face looks what we call like, just like that brightness, like a bright complexion, mm-hmm. they have strong yin. And so there's yin foods that are great for complexion and for staying nourished and hydrated. 
Um, there are a lot of a lot of foods you know are amazing, like root veggies, mm-hmm. sweet potatoes, yeah. dark leafy greens, uh, anything that's black, like black sesame, mm. black beans. Okay. Yeah. I always get black beans on my burritos, so it's good to know. <laughs> no, I, I, I was waiting for you to say it, and I'm glad we got here that, like, just as with everything we're finding in, in health, diet is just such a huge component of it. It's and, huge. Drink your water. Yeah, mm-hmm. and hydration and... I'm always trying to tell my brother to drink more water because, as you know, he has had his own struggles with eczema and true, true. trying to trying he to get also, his skin. He also went into getting having a lot of healthy fats in his diet too, mm-hmm. didn't he? Like the of course, yeah, the he went into like the total. He eliminated all processed grains. I think he eliminated all grains for, at first and did like a crazy like had a crazy flush happen where his skin got super inflamed and then went down. And he lost a bunch of weight. He got super skinny for like a year or two. But he was eating like super high fat. He ate like tons of bacon and avocados and eggs and tons of meat. Amazing. Lots of veggies. And yeah, for him that really helped a lot. And now I think he's a little looser, which I think is important. Um, But like I was telling you, I'm I'm right now on on a, you know, no processed grains diet, trying to limit all the carbs and stuff like that because my body feels way better on that stuff even though i love bread and i live like half a block from the best sourdough spot in town yeah Um, Mm -hmm. cool are there any last little things so elated this was my first ever (laughs) podcast and i couldn't have imagined sitting across the couch from somebody as amazing as you hobie oh well you were a natural you did great you know i foresee i say this to like a lot of my guests but i foresee you know, a skincare podcast, you know, maybe in the works for you guys, you know, you guys need to like, even if it's like these little like five or 10 minute conversations, you guys, I know there's, I'm sure there's a lot of women out there that would totally tune in and, and and also advocating for us men, you know, we're still like an underserved. Yes. Yes. After the SPF comes this male skincare line. Right. We need to podcast. Here we go. We need to, uh, you know, I think we need to get ours in and as our, as our culture gets more and more inclusive, I'm hoping that it becomes less of a taboo for guys to be, you know, concerned invested about invested in their own skin yeah, care. Yeah, like you know, skin health. Yeah, we want the girls are the beneficiaries. We want <laughs> we want to look good for y'all. So, um, yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on. And mm. can you tell uh, just our listeners? like how they can find you like what are your socials and stuff like that sure sure so um for sky trail botanicals it's just sky trail botanicals on instagram okay and on facebook uh website's www.skytrailbotanicals.com cool. and then for myself for um local acupuncture in the bay area mm-hmm. um my acupuncture is called Health and Beauty Acupuncture, which Hobie completely helped me create that, <laughs> that title for Hava, yeah. going back to the co-op era. Yeah, yeah. Yep, so Health and Beauty Acupuncture. And my private uh, Instagram is Mara Canny, so you can follow me there. Mara, Mara Canizaro. Well, yep. I love you so much. I love and you so much, I'm too. so glad you Virtual came on. Hugs. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> I wish you guys all the best, and I certainly will be advocating for these products and I highly recommend all you out there, if you're, you know, skin curious or skin (laughs) educated or anything, go check out Sky Trail Botanicals, give it a whirl. Um, I know, you know, Mara's been a force in my my life for 14 years now of skincare 
health and wisdom. And uh, yeah, I'm just so happy for you. Congratulations. Thank you, Obi. We'll have to do this again in in a little while and and hear about the new products next time. (laughs) Oh, yeah, I'll be back. Hell yeah. (laughs) Thanks, Mara. Have a good night. Be well, stay safe. Thank you, I will. Let's talk soon. All right. Isn't she just the best? Um, I'm so proud of her for starting her own company and for the amazing work she's doing. And it just was so nice to get some acupuncture, you know, done on my back before I got real. Just relaxed me so much for for the conversation that we had. And, uh, you know, one of my goals for this show, you know, maybe it's a bit presumptuous of me, but, you know, um, maybe someday if it, if this is something that a lot of people like and tune into is like being able to promote, uh, my friends art and their, their own creative endeavors, their businesses. Um, I feel like I know so many, so blessed to know so many people that are so damn creative. And if I can do anything to help them promote, their own efforts. Um, that's really one of the core tenets that I want to make this show about. So, uh, go out and check out Mara's, uh, you know, business. If you need acupuncture, uh, I got cupping done on my back, Chinese medicine. She's such a great resource for all that. You can reach out to her. She's so easy to talk to and so personable. Um, but also go check out Sky Trail Botanicals. Um, cause I know that, she is a person that is, you know, her, her goal is to really, uh, help everybody, you know, on their own path to better health. And, you know, it's just coming at it from such a place of love and integrity. And I really want her to succeed in this because I think it's super powerful and awesome. And, um, yeah. Woo doggy. Okay. Hey guys. Uh, that's, uh, that's it for today. Uh, have a great week. I'll be sending y'all some Rocky Mountain love. Um, and we'll check in next time. Uh, be well, my friends. Stay safe. Get some time under the sky. And above all, to thine own self be true. <laughs>